Okay. Frap, 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 frap. No, I was trying to do. Zoom, 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 zoom. I like that one. But I was trying to do. I was trying to do wop. Frap, frap, frap. That's some frenetic, rapid action pussy. Oh, yeah, no. What does but it then, actually stand for? Yeah, what does FRAP actually stand for, Jimmy? Uh, 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 Listeners, we understand that you have no idea what the fuck is going on right now, so let me clue you in. Frap. First of all, Janine let us know right before Allison hit record that when cats get the zoomies, it's referred to as FRAP. Yeah. And then, of and course, it, we were obsessed with that <laughs> and made it WAP. Yeah, and uh, FRAP stands for Frenetic Random Activity Periods. Um, I have FRAP. I have frap. I definitely have, have frap. frap. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Sauce in Austin, a Podlander Drunkcast podcast, and Podlander Drunkcast, a Sauce in Austin podcast. How's that? Oh, Does that man. work? Is I'm, this technically Sauce in Austin, or is this Outlander? This is this both, is the Venn. Baby. This is Crossover, the Venn diagram. Baby. Venn what diagram, baby. Uh, I am Allison. I'm Julie. That's Janine. I'm confused. Hi. Yeah, she gets confused. Um, this is, I still haven't gotten the feed up and running, but eventually at some point in the future, you may be listening to this on a podcast feed that is just Sauced in Austin. And uh, at this point, you probably already have figured out that we also do an Outlander podcast. Um, but just in case you didn't know, now you know. Um, we are covering the Broad Trip series. Oh. Men in Kilts um, on the stars, uh, which we will be also covering in conjunction with The Wine Show, um, the Borrowed Trip movie or series starring uh, Matthews, Good, and Reese from Death Comes to Pemberley. From what we (laughs) decided today is instead of Papa Yinzi, Papa Za, or Papa Papa, or My PP, or any of the other things that we have called these adaptations so far. We, Julie, do you want to tell the people what Death Comes to Pemberley is? We always, um, what's the word for sh- abbreviate? And so it's DCTB, so I was like, Dictub. 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 Just, just throw a vowel in there when you need it, you know? <laughs> you know although, you know yeah. what? Dictub is funnier sounding, although it is Pemberley, not Bemberley. So it really should be Dictap. What about? But Dictub is so much funnier. But now I want to call it Dick Pub. I'm sticking with Dick Tub. I think everybody's going to know. I mean, it's funnier. I'm good mm-hmm. with it. I just want to say Dick Tap. <laughs> dick Tap. Well, man. Janine, what is that? What is it that dudes call that shit where you fucking Swap. try to. Uh, swap, I don't know. Flop, flop. That's a frenetic action Dick I think, Tap. I think this is uh, maybe something colloquial to my um, high school experience. We called that the Swedish High Five. Oh! <laughs> That's what we call it. I don't think that's a like. I don't think that's a common usage. But that's what we call and it. that's our show. We want to thank everybody. Um, woo! The Swedish high five. I don't fucking know. I wasn't the one that came up with it, but suddenly, um, my buddy Matt was like, "Hey, you want a Swedish high five? And I was like, "Sure, what? Fucking dick tap." And it was the worst. <laughs> It was the worst. I, I'm at the phase, I'm at the um, low-level hysteria phase of quarantine where sometimes I just burst into tears for, for no reason, and sometimes I just get a very vivid, vivid image of something ridiculous in my head, and I can't stop laughing at it for an eternity. And right now, what's in my head is... 
It's, it's Janine getting a duck tub <laughs> from from the Swedish chef. <laughs> birdie, dirty, birdie, birdie. <laughs> Great mic usage. Great mic usage. Mm-hmm. That was good. You know what? I was thinking back about oh. that very first little lesson you gave us, Janine. When we were doing Bridget Jones's diary, I kept being like, do you do my jokes like that? And that's all because of you. Thanks, baby. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm so glad this is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so uh. what I want to know is why are Sam and Graham trying to rip us off? With doing, the, our bit, doing our bits. With the forced bits. Guys, the forced bits only work when they fail. But then you have to know they fail. Yeah, they didn't really. I mean, I Sam, guess, I don't think got it. Yeah, then uh, Graham is way funnier than Sam. That's just patently clear. You know, if we were to call them uh, whiskeys, Graham is an appropriately aged whiskey. Sam is Pete. Oh, hasn't even gotten there. Like, is it the very beginning of his whiskey journey? Like, no. he's dirt. I, wait, are you calling him dirt? No, he's like a. Here's the thing. Sam is like a like a three year. Right? Yeah. Like, aged. He's, aged enough to change color. Still good. Would definitely drink it. We'll for sure drink. We'll gulp that right down. Mm-hmm. Right down the throat. But burns a little still when you're... It burns a lot. <laughs> because it's just fucking... But, it, but, but you can tell that it's going to get better with age. Can we? I hope so. <laughs> oh, I think so. Think about the jump from Outlander Season 1 to Outlander Season 2. Yeah, you're right, you're right. And this is a very particular skill set because there it's not, I mean, it's acting, but it's also not acting. I was thinking about this earlier this week. There are different approaches to performance that are mental, you know, like there's a difference between doing stand up and doing sketch and doing what we do where we're just jerk offs in front of a microphone. Mm hmm. And go on, act it right, like living our best lives. And yeah. it comes down to approach. And I was thinking about it again when we were doing Bridget Jones's Diary, which it doesn't matter. You're time travelers, we were doing a thing. It's done now. Um, but I had to stop partway through this remote digital performance, something that felt very similar to what we have been doing for all of quarantine. I had to stop in my mind and switch gears to this kind of funny because I was still trying to do redacted funny mm-hmm. and it's not the same. Even though the project is the same, it's a, a different part of my brain. And Sam, I think, is acting. Whereas yes. Graham is bantering mm-hmm. yeah. and then being himself. And with these kinds, I've watched a lot of these kinds of shows because of my job, but also because I did a very specific project where I watched all of Parts Unknown and wrote about every single episode. And that's, a, that's like 14 seasons. Um, and it's a really great show, and it is not fair to judge anything against Parts Unknown, because Parts Unknown is the gold standard of this kind of television show. Um, and Anthony Bourdain was like a once-in-a-generation talent in that regard. And they're both doing a decent job. And the show itself is a, a pretty good example. If you cut out the extended Outlander montages, is a pretty good example yeah. of the form. Uh, and I honestly think they're doing the show and Sam and Graham a little bit of a disservice with the extent, like one of them fine, a couple of them fine, 
but you want people who aren't into Outlander to be able to watch this and enjoy it without feel like, feeling like they're watching like a DVD special feature. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just wish that they would let it be cool because it's cool all by itself, you know? Yeah. Um, they really just don't let the drink breathe, right? Yeah. Like, they're just, like, they're just forcing it down your gullet the entire fucking time. And it's Larry, just... Larry, you simply must let it breathe. <laughs> um, Larry, I'm on DuckTales. so Uh, yeah that was my main complaint was the outlander inserts just take them out that's more time we could be looking at what is undeniably a beautiful landscape beautifully filmed i mean Mm. like the cinematography is great and i really do it like Listeners, we have our qualms. I expect, based on the chat when we did the crowdcast and on reactions of a lot of people that I really, whose opinions I really respect, some of whom watch Outlander and some don't, that that's going to get dialed back. Like, this feels very much like a pilot to me. I yeah. suspect that all three of us are going to be way more into everything that comes after it. I hope um, so. Even, I'm not, I'm even if it. the Outlander montages continue, but Ugh. which I expect they will. Oh, um, it's such a shame, though. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not watching that show beyond what we just watched. You're not. Yes, All you right. are. Am I? What do you mean? What do you mean? We're do because we're, we're talking about the series as a whole. Yeah, we but we're not doing it by series? episode. By we're episode. not doing it by episode. Yeah. But yes, we're talking about all of the wine show and all of Men and Kilts. Or you and I watch it and then we make Janine tell us yeah, what happened. Yeah, wait. Hold on. Yeah, listen, I love that this is my special ability where I can say, "Listen, let's go back to old Janine where I don't watch something." Great. You know what? <laughs> That's perfect. I love it. Congrats. I love everything about it. I can't wait for us to be describing it and because because of the way you act in these situations, all of a sudden you're going to be like, "Oh shit." Yeah. They 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 patted a cow. A cool, a cool. Oh <laughs> shit! Cool. I gotta watch this. <laughs> and then I'm gonna. Then there's gonna be the scene with the butts, and you're gonna be like, "Oh shit! I gotta watch the butts." I, I am enthusiastic about hearing uh, descriptions. I get very enthusiastic about what my friends are very into. Well, sure I have a feeling show. that I'm going to be very. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to be very into it. Yeah. Uh, with qualms, as always, after this. But the impression I get from this episode is of a good show that's got some kinks to work out. And my like, my desire to not watch this is not because of the show. It's just that like I can't go anywhere, and like it's Scottish porn all over mm-hmm. the fucking place. Scotland porn, Scottish porn, either way. Um, <laughs> and it's just I'm 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 living in too many emotions. I don't think I can watch that show. Like it's got too it. much for me. That's fair. That yeah. is totally fair. Um, if only because we already have a built-in format for exactly this kind of conversation exactly it's totally um, cool. <laughs> fucking i uh speaking of scotland porn i feel like maybe the best way to go about this is to talk about the two halves of this title because the title of this one is food and drink <laughs> and we see some food and we see some drinks and before we do anything else i need to say this to both of you and i want you to make sure you're in the zoom because i want to look you in your eyes are you ready i got you you're full screen right now yeah Ooh, I lost my headphones. Eat shit. Yeah, you were right. I win. You were right about the haggis, but I will say that haggis did come in under the five-minute mark. So oh, yeah. immediately I was like, fucking right there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we have... Listen, dear reader, we, before, the, before this aired, talked about at what point they were going to mention haggis and then analyzed exactly how long they were going to spend it, predicted how long they were going to spend on it. 
And my prediction was they're going to mention it and talk about it and then say, but, ha- but haggis isn't the only Scottish delicacy. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, exactly <laughs> that, what they did. That's what happened. Yeah, they were basically exactly. like, listen, if we made this entire episode about haggis, which is great, by the way, no one's going to come to fucking Scotland. We have to not talk <laughs> about fucking haggis the entire fucking time. This is a you tourism show, by the way. I will say, <laughs> Sam is actually pretty good at the narration. Like, he's got, he's putting enough mustard on it because that mm-hmm. narration can be hard and it can sound fake really easily. But I think he's doing a good job with that because I just heard in my head when he was like, delicious. About they're, the haggis. They, Delicious. This, this show is a lot more scripted than I would have expected. Because like, there was one narration that he obviously did in the studio. And then they had a cutaway with Graham Tavish going, you know a lot about whiskey, don't you? Because it was interplayed into. Oh, you know, that could still just be editing. And also, they definitely were going to plan to talk about whiskey. Ooh, there's another thing we predicted. At what point are they going to mention Sam's whiskey brand? Zero mentions. Yes. Zero menchies. Mm-hmm. Nothing in the background. Mm-mm. No, it's, it's good. That's good. Resist the product placement. Yeah. I'm into it. Uh, a nice Star War, Star Trek reference, which was nice. Captain um, Kirk. I've that. never been more attracted to Sam Huon than when he was being a nerd like that. I'll be real. Like Star Trek nerd about Captain Kirk? Well, you know yes. he's also friends with William Shatner. Well, that's less is appealing. Yeah. That is much less appealing. He's yeah. much less cooler now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's... It, it's I like it when people are geeky about things. He also looked really good being a fisherman. Yeah. But you know what? (laughs) With the um, child's large gloves. (laughs) I am going to say just overall, before we get into the food part, Graham is wearing the clothes better. Yes. Graham looks better. Graham's costumes are better. I mean, Sam's is fine, and he's wearing that leather jacket, and that's kind of like his clothes. But Graham is, like, fucking keeping it tight and right. And Neil was obsessed with some of Graham's scarves and stuff. He's like, look at this guy. He's got it. I think so. I think if I were to watch this show, I'd be watching specifically to take uh, wardrobe notes from Graham McTavish. You know mm-hmm. what, Janine? Mm. I'll do this for you because we're friends, because I love and cherish you. I, if there's a particularly good wardrobe moment, I'll snip a little pic. Just yeah, please. That'd be great. There you go. Especially if I see some calf eye boots. Because like, like at the moment, I am I have two pairs of jeans that are both have holes in the crotch, and I'm starting <laughs> to patch them. So like, I'm in a mode where I should start buying clothes mm-hmm. to go back out into the world, and mm-hmm. also for myself to look feel sexy. And Grab McTavish mm-hmm. is my fucking looks great. Yeah, <laughs> He's looks a good, good style icon for you because he really is. The coloring is right on, and his fucking beard, man. The way he like he leans into a beard that um, flourishes, a, a flourish- structural beard. Yeah, man. Yes. Fucking hey, it's architectural, dude. Mm-hmm. And it's got like wing tips to it in a way, which I really mm-hmm. enjoy. God wing damn. tips. I don't know. It's just worth it. Is that was that a rendition of microphone, but with wing tips? No, that was Gary Puckett in the Union Gap. Oh, cool. young girl, get out of my <laughs> mind. That song can kiss it's my the ass. Worst. Pretty much any song Gary Puckett ever sang can kiss my ass. Yeah, because there's young girl. Then there's also uh, what's the one about the Have you got cheating on, on your, your mind? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, thumbs He's, down. Gary Bucket has some um, insecurity issues and maybe like uh, bad desires that he really needs to. Anyway, Patty, so <laughs> the food. Yeah. So Good when I, 
God. When I lived in England, I didn't spend a lot of time in Scotland, but I did go up there. And I'll tell you what, they were not pushing this langoustine fucking lobster fucking like no. Baked so, scallop. Jesus I'm into fuck. it. And it looks <laughs> all of it looked delicious. Um yeah. I was obsessed with the fact that the chef's last name was Kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. And that baked scallop. Yes. I mean, all of the food at that place looked amazing, but that baked scallop, oh my God. The baked scallop looked like a relatively simple thing to make. The sauce is probably, and like the seasoning is probably the most complicated thing, but like that Mm -hmm. looked like, fuck it, that like. Like, how do you do that? Like, I bet Neil would have a thought on this. You You like like kind of pop it open a little bit and then you put the ingredients for the sauce or the already made sauce inside the shell and then you paste it shut with the pastry and then steam it or bake it. Probably bake it, right? Because like, well, I don't know. Can we get Neil on the case here? We should get Neil on the case. I think it is baking because the um, pastry sealant thing was browned. Yeah. Yeah. So, but then it's it's steaming itself because Inside. it's it's just mm-hmm. cl- closed. sealed shut. Fuck, mm-hmm. it just looks so fucking good. It looked fucking oh delicious, it, insanely delicious. I loved how they they just ignored the lobster dish. They were just like, well, this is lobster. That fucking scallop. Look though. at this, Jesus. <laughs> uh, but then the lobster had its comeuppance when they were on the shore with Tony Singh. Mm. Did that little happy dance that Sam did when he ate that piece of lobster for the first time was so pure and real. Yes. Yeah. I was like, okay, that. That's what I mean about feeling like I can see what the show is going to hopefully become because every time he had a moment like that, and there's more than one of them, that when mm-hmm. we start talking about the whiskey section, the, um, bar- the barley room when we get there, mm-hmm. that was another one where I was like, oh, you, no, this is really... Both of them are in actual heaven right now. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm interested in, way more than the sort of outlander like link. I'm like, I get it, but also just tell us about Scotland. Like, yeah, let these guys be cool on their own. Like, they don't yeah. be fucking outlander. Also, if you want to do a montage of Sam Huon drinking, I want Sam Huon drinking, not Jamie Fraser drinking, because first of all, he's fictional. Second, that's probably iced tea. Mm-hmm. It's also, not really alcohol. It's yeah. really iced tea. What? No. Um, no. Do better, show. Do better. So the the both meals uh, looked good to me, but I will uh, admit to a preference for Tony Singh's seaside grill. God, Fucking. I mean, I wanted that setup. I just wanted to be there. I don't mm-hmm. think that was his setup either. I think someone likes because like he was commenting on this is a great thing by the way mm-hmm. i like this um neil watches a cooking show called he i wrote it down because he looked it up for me it's called the great british menu and it's all chefs from great britain uh, using ingredients from specific places and i think one season was nothing but scotland and tony singh was on that season mm. and some of that stuff was real cool so it was really nice to see him and just to, the the idea of, like the seaweed butter like oh my god maybe that's weird in your mind, but when you really think about it, no, it's nice like salt, you know? Yeah. I, uh, I follow someone on TikTok um, who is a forager, and I'm just like, that moment was reminding me of her and like that kind of stuff, right? Where they mm-hmm. just like, you know, this is fucking turn the things around you into fucking deliciousness. And that seaweed right. butter, the creamy saltiness of that in my mind has me salivating. I need to yeah, I bet it would I be really good. So, something. have y'all ever read The Omnivore's Dilemma? I I think I've, I've been introduced to it. I don't know if... I've, no, I have read it. Oh, wow, a long time ago. 
the chapter on or the section on foraging in that is so fucking good. Yeah. Just like insane. It's I mean it's a really good book and the food writing is really great. Um, in general, but the section on foraging, at the, when they try to make a meal at the end, that's all foraged or farmed or mm. whatever, um, is amazing. It's so good that he catches his own yeast <laughs> to make bread. Like it's great. Anyway, mm-hmm. recommend. Cool. I dig mm-hmm. it. Is that mine or who is that? I think not that's me. both of you. It's no, not me. Not me. Well, so that I must guess be that's me, you, Janine. That's that's a Sheridan thing. Hey, man. Living in Chicago on a really big C street. So, the other than the kitchen guy and Tony Singh, there really wasn't any other food in this episode, right? Well, we no. spent time on the boat. On oh, yeah, the boat, with, right? With Captain Kirk. Yes. With yeah. Captain Kirk, that was yeah. cute. And also thinking about uh, just the Scot- Scotland porn of the bay and like how pretty it is and how they dedicate themselves to some sort of sustainability was very interesting. Yeah, because you know if they just keep going out there and harvesting, they're not going to have anything. And the the fact that they are sensitive to that is good. And then we go to the drink. It these episodes are so short. It mm-hmm. just feels like there's going to be like maybe four sets, four settings, forever. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I thought the food looked good, and I really wanted to eat that beach meal. That's all. Yeah. I really wanted to eat that scallop. I mean, I wanted mm-hmm. to eat all of it, but I really mm-hmm. wanted to eat that scallop. Also, when they were just looking at the seafood and prying open those scallops, just like like this big, mm-hmm. just huge, just really mm-hmm. uh, it made me very, made me want seafood real bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we go to drank. Yeah. Whiskey. Duh. And we go to Isla. Yeah. Um, and then we spend time at Scotland's wineries. No. No. Um, we go to Isla. <laughs> And um, Lafroig and Lagavulin, mm. um, mm-hmm. Parks and Recreations Lagavulin, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick Offerman's Lagavulin. Nick Offerman's Lagavulin is good. It's good. Like specifically, his bottle is really good. Anyway, um, I the section about this that I loved was them diving into the <laughs> barley. You really did like that. It's beautiful. <laughs> For I mean, the filmmaking is really pretty. Yeah. But there's something. They say like, "Oh, I just want to dive in it," and there's something on the in the looks on their faces, particularly Graham's face, where I was like, "Oh, this was just banter." They didn't think they were gonna say yes. Yeah. So when it happens, it's just really fun and satisfying, like very it, j- joyful. Very. It's very satisfying always when somebody gets to Scrooge McDuckett. <laughs> No matter what it is, like fucking treasure bath, barley bath, whatever. It's fucking fun and playful. And you're right. That's the kind of thing that I hope grows throughout the show is them having those kind of experiences because that's when we really feel connected to them, I think, when they're like really joyful about something or legitimately happy about something. It's really nice. Yeah. I I loved the peat section because... I didn't know that that peat is just everywhere. I didn't know that they had to dig it all the time. I didn't know if they reused it. I didn't know how peat worked. I knew that they used the smoke, but I didn't know how they got it or where it was. So that was kind of a fascinating, like, geology lesson just about peat. And it's really interesting to think. When they called it a fossil fuel, I was like, that's a, what? Fossil fuel? But then, you know, them talking about how it's just thousands of years of, decom- of like, decomposed um, vegetation. It's like, oh, fuck. 
made me go, that's a non-reusable resource. Like, It seems weird, though, because I've got questions about it, because it was obviously like a really deep uh, peat bog. And they were talking about the difference between the surface peat and the really deeper stuff and how they burned or what you wanted them for. I was like, how long have they been making this whiskey? Yeah. And, how and that pea bog is still like an enormous, do you just, is it like a cotton farming thing, like sustainable farming thing where you only do harvest from one bog for a certain amount of time and then you move somewhere else to kind of let the other one recover a little bit? Like, how does that I, work? I don't think that's how peat works though. The way no, it's, got, it, it's gone, right? Yeah. It's one and done. Yeah. Like this, it's a fossil fuel. Like it goes away, which I think is fascinating to think about the whiskey aspect of this, right? Where it's like, at some point, we'll run out of peat. Mm-hmm. That's fucking crazy. That's a fucking crazy thing. Makes that so much more special. Also, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm now curious about the carbon footprint. But you know, enjoying this. But God, those those fucking distilleries have been there for hundreds of years. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. of them. So it's just like what they must have some clue into how to make it more sustainable than it would be if somebody was just digging yeah. a chunk of peat out and throwing it in the fire. You There's got to be some sort of conservation piece of it. I'm, I'm going to have to look this shit up because I'm also very curious about this. I know that uh, I, there's a, a guy who's like, he's uh, in his mid-30s. Uh, he somehow became the steward of uh, a, Scotland, a Scottish castle and like land. And I think he's now putting in he's like basically now he's the steward of this thing he's like well fuck i'm the steward of a castle that's fucking weird um but he's putting in um old trying to grow do old growth forests now he's trying to like bring old growth forests and obviously it's gonna take a while but he's like trying to like turn his land back into that so i feel like there's got to be something it seems like there's a lot of movement in this in scotland amongst some various places doing that i don't know i'm just talking Mm -hmm. i mean it's very interesting yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's it's really cool. Whiskey is such an interesting thing in general. Um, <laughs> for, for drinking, it's for drinking. But just in terms of the political piece of it, the geographical piece of it, um, the, the sort of regional aspects, and the, there's like a gatekeepy situation. It's very interesting. There's a me. lot to it. It really is. Um, Hmm. And the way the ways in which whiskey is evolving, I I find really fascinating. There are some cool things being done in the U.S. Um, that I whatever we're not talking about U.S. whiskey. It's it's a cool section. I agree. I hmm. could do without the let's pretend we're supposed to do this whole bog before we get our whiskey bit. Yeah, yeah don't that maybe that's my my big critique is quit trying to manipulate the humor and just let it be because if they're just traveling and learning and talking to all these cool people there's always going to be something funny or something witty that happens you just have to let it happen now quit trying to force these little comedic set pieces um, lotsies they're lotsies they're lotsies but the um the scene with them drinking that 25 year old lafroy by oh. the little inlet where the oh my god the table oh god. was the table was a modified cask like yes. I was just like, fuck you! You're so pretty. And there were sweaters. <laughs> oh, fucking God. that! The, what's the what, what kind of sweater was Graham McTavish wearing? That's like cable a, knit. Cable the, with knit. the give like, me a cable knit sweater. I want a oh, cable yeah. knit sweater. My birthday's mm-hmm. in July, everyone. That's that's probably on discounts. <laughs> they probably are super <laughs> on discount. Um, okay, question: 
what what things do we think for sure, having not looked at the episode titles, what things do we think for sure Men in Kilts is going to cover? I think we're at like three episodes before we get a scene at some dick rocks and maybe they're they're too afraid to touch it. What do we think? I think that's a lock. I think we get, we get yeah. dick rocks for sure. There's going to be some some non-touching of dick rocks. There's going to be dick rocks. There's going to be Culloden. There's going to be a castle. There's going to be something about kilts and chiefs and chieftains and clans. Mm -hmm. Sword dancing. Uh, We'll get sword dancing. Mm -hmm. Dancing in general. Music. It's probably music and dance will be all one. So bagpipes. We'll get bagpipes. Isn't that the next one? Didn't they say that? Oh, I didn't see a preview. I just watched the I think they said music is the next one. But anyway, I I think we're just going to get the kind of cultural highlights that we get with all these travelogue type shows, which is food, booze, music, people, you know, Mm -hmm. and a little bit of history. So there you got the castle and the collide and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's going to be probably not just sword. Well, I guess sword fighting is probably going to incorporate warfare. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. We because we've seen the clips of them cosplaying Outlander. Yeah, I guess, but that's got to, that might be connected to the Culloden thing, which then they're gonna, maybe they'll talk about geopolitical issues. That'd be cool. Probably not. Probably not. Do you think they'll talk about Scottish's drive for independence from Great Britain? Maybe they'll talk about Brexit and be like, oh, look at that. That was a great idea, wouldn't it? Yeah. Maybe oh. at some point they'll <laughs> rap Eminem's Oscar-winning song, Lose Yourself. Uh, that would be amazing. Oh, Allison, how do we get your audition tape in for that? <laughs> Never. <laughs> you won't. That's, not, that's between you, you, me, and the people who listen to the podcast. Fucking listen. Dear <laughs> listeners, dear, dear wonderful friends, uh, let's fit mop this. Let's make this happen. No! <laughs> don't! No! No! Stop! Stop! Please. I'm a person on the internet for money. You can't make me do this. No! Uh, don't do this. I retract it. Do not do that. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. It's All against right. Alice's wishes. Please don't. Please don't. Uh, is there anything else we want to say uh, about the first first episode of Maine and Celts? No. I think that we should once again run down how we're going to do it. So now are we going to watch the first episode of Wine Show? Yes. Or are we going to do all of Men and Kilts separately and then come back together? No. So no, Because Men and Kilts is ongoing. Also. Okay. It's not done okay. yet. So mm-hmm. um, we're going to do the first. We did This is our first episode of Men and Kales. Kales. Um <laughs> And then we're going to do the wine show. <laughs> I don't know. There is. A, that was. Mm, I didn't really great. put it together that we were going to get both your Scottish accent and your French accent <laughs> coming mean, back. I didn't know is... until it happened. It's mostly just because I, I don't feel comfortable even attempting a Welsh accent, which. Yeah. Matthew Reese is Welsh and can get it. Mm-hmm. He can really so, get it. So men in wine country next or wine show. Uh-huh. Then we each watch what we can of the rest of the both of them without doing an episode per and then we do a final wrap up. Then we're going to talk about yeah. both like those shows together and what we thought of them and how they compare and all of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and if people are super stoked about it, um, I, I might do a crowdcast or something where we can talk about it more. Um, but those are the episodes that we're going to do. 
Cool. And I'm excited. I'm really excited to watch Matthew Goode and Matthew Reese get real sweaty. Yeah. Do you ever see Perry Mason? No. No. I'm going to need you both to look up. I'm sure you could find a clip of it online. There is a scene, and I think it's the premiere of Perry Mason, where Matthew Reese and his much older pilot lover, she's real hot, um, fuck so hard that he gets jammed in between the wall and the bed. Oh, you told us about this. <sighs> I'm going to need you. To, it's not in the wine show, but I'm, gonna, I'm just going to need you to watch it. <laughs> okay. Do you get stuck between the wall and the bed? There, yep. Like this, like at the end, he's like stuck. They they fuck themselves literally into a corner, and then he's he's like wedged and sweaty. That's fucking funny. It's hot as shit. It's really hot and and funny, but it's hot. I did just try to type and find an image of that. Uh, the keywords I used were Perry Mason, Matthew Rise, wall stuck, and it, nothing happened. But just try, so you know, try Perry Mason, Matthew Reese, sex scene. Sex scene. Well, I'm curious what this is going to... Well, you know, whatever. What's next? Private browser mode. Oh, yep. There's the image. That's... I told you! Would you put it in the chat for Julie? Yeah, Aaron, share it on the Zoom. Share it on the Zoom right now so that I can see it. It's so silly. I want to see it. Okay, here, uh, um, okay, can, uh, it's obviously this one thing. Ah! <laughs> it's fucking I told you! That's so funny. His arm, his right arm is hilarious. Do, do you see where, it, do you need where it dislocated. says see more? Like, if you go down a little bit. Give me this, give me the the right one. Oh, that wasn't the one I meant. I mean, oh. I meant, there, now it's. Second, oh no! Don't click on that. It's Wiki Feet. Oh God! Don't click oh, on no, it. Do not. Jesus. Do not. Back oh out. Back my out. God! Back out. Goodbye. Goodbye. No. Uh, hold Goodbye. on a second. So which one did you want? It's still Wiki Feet. Yeah, I'm not. Never clicking on mind. Wiki don't click yeah, on Wiki Feet. Not click on that one. But it, whatever. Uh, his, watch the scene. It's really his good. His face in this little thumbnail that I'm not going to click looks precious. <laughs> well, I mean, it looks like he's getting down to some business. He's getting down to some bills. Seriously, just look at his arms. It's a good. It's it's yeah. very good. It's, it's so funny. funny. Um, well, oh I think God. that's gonna do it for us, pals. <laughs> yeah. What a morning. <laughs> what a morning. Um, how 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 are we feeling about? Oh, also, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary. Oh, what? pandemic anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Whatever. I don't celebrate. We survived. Celebrate that. Mm-hmm. Also, it's, you know, that means it's been more than a year since we've done this in person. I know, and that blows. That really blows. Julie God, and I got blows. real weepy the other day, Janine. We were G-chatting about something stupid. I don't remember what. And uh, we started talking about the first time that we do a show in person. Mm-hmm. And then the first time that we do a live show, and also the first time we go to the Oasis. And what if all of those things are the same time? I can't even fathom how amazing that would be. I think it's like, going to be thrilling. We'll just actually, cry the whole time. I think there's actually an, a mental blocker, an emotional blocker in my brain where I'm just like, I can't process that. That was I one of the things here. that I just <laughs> cried about over the week. I was just thinking yeah. about how amazing it would be to um to be with uh, with other people with y'all listeners with those of you who come to see us in person and those who shall do so in the future um drinking drinking a fine pilsner beer yelling mm-hmm. about nonsense and then just crying a lot 
Yeah, yeah can't wait. What Someday. if our first live show back is just crying? <laughs> can we do thirty? Can we do an hour episode of crying? I don't think that that uh, translates to um, compelling content. Well, maybe that. Maybe this is one where we actually add a video. I mean, I'm a real ugly crier. <laughs> yeah, fucking nobody wants to see that shit. All, all right, all right, all right. We've got a very cold. We're about to see each other in person. A thing that does not happen very often anymore. It from very far away in a park. But still, we're about to see each other in person. So we have to get off of the podcast so we can go put on 19 layers so that we can be outside Ugh, of Chicago yeah. in March, and um, and hang out. So. Thank you, as always, for listening. If you like the show, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash podlendercast. You can find us on Twitter at podlendercast. You can find us on Instagram at me, but I'm just going to make a drunk-ass Instagram account, and then I am actually going to do it. I promise. I really am. Um, you can also support us on Patreon, where you can get access to bonus episodes, where you can join the Slack, where you can take part in the crowdcasts, where sometimes other dumb things happen, Janine's Corner, etc. That is patreon.com slash podlanderdrunkcast. We want to thank all of our patrons who make it possible for us to do the show without you. It's just we couldn't fucking afford it because um, being this stupid ain't cheap. <laughs> uh, so we want to thank all of our patrons, but these folks in particular. Hold on, I gotta get ready. <clears throat> stretch ah. it out, stretch it out. <clears throat> all right. Maddie Perkins, Snazzy Nach, Julia Gulia, Kathleen Martini, Lauren Tennant, Kelsey Kemp, Madison Johnson, Emily Day, Betsy English, Caitlin Reddick, Ashley Teagason, Kristen Frickle Fury, Amelia Bazell, Liz, and Tinkerbell, Stella Welch, <gasps> Chrissy Shively, Claire Feeney, Kayla Reagan, Rochelle Lefevre, Amanda Smizazazaza, Heather Robbins, Jerry Hurdle, Brittany Holber, Emily Carlson, Amy Gustafson, Rachel Townsend, Steph Peterson, Kelly Mazella, Maria, Chantel Salters, Mary the Falling Statue, Tara Lukito, Viv Pickles, aka Laura, Mary of the Grapefruit, Jenna Bulkowski, <gasps> Ann Gibson, Ruth McCormick, Katie Kirshner, Carol Marlowe, Trish McCreary, Dr. J, Jen Lander Drunklin, Kelly Bodden, Amanda Newton, and Kiki. The, the Wise. So uh, now it's three whole lungfuls of breath before you wow, can finish the list. That was a lot. Growth. That, that slapped. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, guys.